Welcome to episode 100 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. If you want to burn fat, gain energy, and enhance your health by changing when you eat, not what you eat, with no calorie counting, then this show is for you. I'm Melanie Avalon, author of What, When, Why, Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting, and Wine. And I'm here with my co-host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay, Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. For more on us, check out ifpodcast.com, melanieavalon.com, and jenstevens.com. Please remember, the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice or treatment. So, pour yourself a cup of black coffee, a mug of tea, or even a glass of wine, (laughs) if it's that time, and get ready for the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Hi friends, as you likely know by now, I'm always on the hunt to perfect my digestion. So it's pretty appropriate that today's episode is supported by Buy Optimizers. We actually had the founder, Wade Lightheart, on the podcast for episode 84, and that podcast was so popular that we brought him back for a part two in episode 87. In those episodes, we got into the nitty-gritty details of how the digestive process works from beginning to end. We also tackled things like food sensitivities, eating gluten, and so much more. And the company now has a line of really amazing supplements. For starters, they've got their Masszymes product. That's a super potent blend of proteolytic and digestive enzymes. So you can take that to really aid your digestion. And you can also take it during your fast to really clean out old proteins in your body. So if you're familiar with autophagy or serapeptase, you'll probably be a fan of Masszymes. They've also got a superstar probiotic called P3OM, and that has been shown to have insane immune-boosting, antiviral, and protein-digesting properties. They've also got a product called Gluten Guardian to help you break down gluten. They've also got products for stomach acid and some more awesome products coming soon. Plus, they have a 365-day money-back guarantee And if a product doesn't work for you for some reason, they'll not only refund you, they'll actually send you the product that they think will help you. And we've got a special offer just for our listeners. If you go to buyoptimizers.com slash ifpodcast and use the code ifpodcast at checkout, you'll get 20% off your order. And I'll put all this information in the show notes. All right, now enjoy the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is episode number 100 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. I'm Melanie Avalon, and I'm here with Jen Stevens. Woohoo! 100! I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this episode for so long. I guess 100 episodes, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I guess so, right? It's like the big one. It's a milestone. Yeah. It is, and it's going to be fun. It will be fun. I'm excited about that. I thought about, you know, should I pour myself a glass of Prosecco? But since I haven't eaten food yet, I decided the audience didn't need to hear that. So, <laughs> oh man, we could have we could have planned a whole that whole aspect next time yeah. for episode 200. Right. Fabulous. I'll have to have snacks though. I can't have my Prosecco on an empty stomach. We'll plan it. We yeah. got we got two we got 100 more episodes and then we'll We do. We do. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, do you want to talk about our supporters of the podcast really quickly, and then we can just jump in and get started? Yes, let's do that. So first of all, we are supported again by Bonafide Provisions Bone Broth, which 
I love Bonafide so much. I have some of their broth defrosting in my fridge right now. It's absolutely amazing. They make wonderful bone broth made from organic, grass-fed, pasture-raised animals. They're free of additives. They're made in the traditional way of making bone broth, so they have no preservatives, no additives. They're not shelf-stable because they don't have anything to keep them fresh, so basically you buy them frozen. But they're basically the one brand of pre-made, quote, commercial bone broth that I can wholeheartedly recommend. Because, I mean, if you're crazy like me, (laughs) then you'll be making your own bone broth in your Instant Pot like I often do. But sometimes people like to just buy it already made and Bonafide Provisions is absolutely wonderful for that. And you can you can get them everywhere, Whole Foods, Ralph's, Kroger, all of the places. So yes, what are your thoughts on Bonafide, Jen? Oh, y'all know I'm a big fan of their soups specifically. I love their soups. That's a great way to open your window on a cold day. And I'm just a giant fan. Yeah, so we really love them. And it's really funny. Sometimes there'll be a lot of posts in my Facebook group and people will be like, do you have any bone broths that you recommend? And I'm like, guys, do you do you listen to our podcast? <laughs> but yeah, but so for our listeners, Bonafide is offering 20% off of their bone broths if you order them online at bonafideprovisions.com. So just go to bonafideprovisions.com and use the code IFBROTH at checkout to save 20%. We cannot recommend them enough. And then we are also supported by Juve, which funny enough, we actually got a question for this episode from Lynn and the subject was Juve question for 100th podcast. And she says, which one do you have or use? There seems to be more than one and I'm not sure which I would need to be effective. So to answer her question, well, first of all, Juve, they make red light therapy devices, which As everybody knows by now, I'm obsessed with them. And Jen just got one as well. And Jen, are you enjoying it? I really am. Oh, I have a funny story really briefly. I was just using mine. I'm trying to use it on my neck. You know, I've got, you know, middle-aged lady neck (laughs) going on. And so I was using it. And my really scaredy cat, Lucy, that doesn't like anybody except she likes me a little bit. I was using the Juve. And I think she really liked it. Like she was like getting close to it. So even my cat likes it. Oh my goodness. Which is hilarious. That is so funny. She was like super interested in it. You know how a cat will sit out in the sun? Yeah. I feel like there was something about it she liked. Anyway, I know everyone's not interested in getting a juve for their cat. But I actually do have a little anecdotal story. I got a weird zit on the side of my nose. I don't get a lot of them. But when I do, the kind like this, they'll stick around for a while. I've been using the juve every day. It was like gone. So was it the juve? I don't know, but. (laughs) So to answer Lynn's question, so which unit do you have, Jen? I have the Go. It's the smallest one that you can get. You hold it in your hands and it's a good starter unit. I have two units. I have the mini, which sits on your desk. And then I have the Go as well, which is the travel one, which I love my mini so much that I found I haven't been using the smaller one as much because it's kind of like once you get the larger ones, you like really gravitate towards them. But I actually had to travel home for a brief trip uh, this past week. And I was like, oh, I can bring my juve with me because I have the go as well. Perfect. Really exciting. So I brought my my little juve device on the airplane. I think people thought I was a little bit strange. Did you use it on the airplane? I did a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, they thought you were strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm surprised TSA didn't like freak me out. Of course, I'm also the girl who at TSI refuses to go through the scanners. So yeah, that does not surprise me. Yeah. Oh, apparently a lot of people though do that. Well, good. They don't think you're weird. But yes, yeah, so we love Juve. And just for our listeners, if you use the link juve.com slash ifpodcast, you will receive a free gift from Juve. So definitely use that link. Definitely check out their devices and experience the wonder of red light. All right. Shall we jump into the questions for today? Yes, let's get started. I'm really excited about these. For listeners, I guess we haven't said this yet. This is our Ask Us Anything episode. So we invited listeners to ask us anything about anything. Doesn't have to be intermittent fasting. So we're pretty, pretty excited. All right. The first question comes from Sandy with the subject being so happy. And Sandy says, hey, Jen and Melanie. I was so happy when you informed us of your 100th episode subject matter. Any question? I found your podcast right after starting IF in July 2018. The podcast really helped me be more educated on this lifestyle and seemed to provide me with an answer before I experienced the question. I really appreciate all of your diligent research and the accurate information you provide. Thank you for your time and providing a platform to access the information. It really has been invaluable to me. I am 49 years old and started IF July 16, 2018. I have lost 45 pounds so far and experienced many other health benefits. My plantar's fasciitis gone, hip pain almost gone, headaches diminished, etc. I have chosen 24 with one or two days a week of 16-8. Now for my question. How in the world do you girls have the time, given your schedules, to monitor the Facebook groups? Every time you would mention utilizing Facebook, I would shake my head and think to myself, how? I tip my hat to you both. That in and of itself is a full-time job. Once again, thanks for your contribution via books, podcasts, and Facebook and helping me and many, many others become healthy with a sustainable lifestyle. Enjoy your day, Sandy. All right, Jen. Well, that's a great question because I don't know if Sandy knows this, Sandy, you know, I retired from teaching in May. And prior to that, I was working a full-time job teaching and also trying to manage tens of thousands of Facebook members. So yeah, there were times when I had my phone out and I was doing things with Facebook management when I should have not been doing that because I was working full-time. But Fortunately, I realized I couldn't keep doing both and was able to retire from teaching. But yeah, I do recall saying, all right, kids, I'll be right with you. I have to handle this now. It was just not the best thing, but what can they do? Fire me? No, I'm retired. So sorry. But now Facebook, really, I think of it as my full-time job. And really, it could be 24-7. And I have to purposefully set a time every night when it's family time. And I put my phone away and I don't look and I spend quality time with my son and my husband and step away from Facebook because literally you could be on there 24-7. You just have to tell yourself there's no Facebook emergency so great that I can't look away for a little while. So that's a great question. But yeah, it's my job now. It's my full-time job. Yeah. So I have a much smaller Facebook group, so I haven't had as much of a, a time issue with it. There's really no drama in it. I mean, we only have about 1.5 thousand members right now, but people are overwhelmingly supportive and it doesn't really require much monitoring on my part. More of like the time thing goes into the actual podcast, which 
is also like a full-time job. Oh, yeah. I'm not quite sure how. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that's what I'm still trying to figure out. But uh, I think with our, in our modern world, and this is a, a good thing and a bad thing, we are such a an electronic multitasking do all the things at once society that it's both possible and it's a lot. And so I enjoy doing it and I love doing it. I think that's what makes it possible. I think as long as you're doing something that you really, really love doing, it doesn't feel like, you know, it doesn't feel like something you have to do. So you like doing it. That's true. It's more like, how do I stop doing it rather than how do I do it? Because my problem is I would literally spend... 24 hours working. Like even on my birthday, I mean, my mom was like, Melanie, for your birthday, you should do, you know, no work. You should just like do whatever you want to do, have fun, relax. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do on my birthday? I am actually going to work and I'm not going to feel bad about it because it's my birthday. (laughs) Because normally like I work all day and feel a little bit bad. Like I should be doing more like other things, you know, not work related. But I was like, no. This is what I like doing. So on my birthday, I'm going to work and not feel bad about it. I'm pretty sure we recorded a podcast episode on my birthday. Oh, I know, I know, right? Yeah. So I guess if it's what you love doing, you do it. Exactly. I'm definitely trying to find like a work-life balance though. So I'm sure it's possible. Yeah. Sounds like you've got it, Jen. I'm in awe of you. Oh, well, I mean, the balance is that I have to make myself stop because I could do it all the time. But when I wake up in the morning... You know, one of the first things I do is I pull out my phone and check and see what's going on. (laughs) You know, thank goodness we've had new things going on with Facebook, like people can report posts to admin. We didn't used to have that. And a lot of things have made the job a lot easier. And I have a fabulous team of moderators. Don't let me forget to mention that because I did it by myself until probably June. I mean, I was teaching and doing it. But in June, I was about to go on the first Delay Don't Deny cruise, and I knew I I wanted to spend time with the people that were coming on the cruise, not have my face in Facebook, right, the whole time. So I found some fabulous moderators, and they are just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful ladies and one gentleman that moderate the groups. And they do it because they love spreading intermittent fasting. You know, the reason I started the groups are the same reason that these fabulous people love to help out in them. We really are a community. Yeah, that's absolutely wonderful. I couldn't do it without them now. I could not. So thank you to my moderators. And to answer people's questions, because I will get this question. People will not believe me when I message them that it's me. Do you get that, Jen? Oh, yeah, sometimes. Like I'll reply on Facebook and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And I'm like, no, look, it's just me. <laughs> I've, had, I've had people be like, is this actually you? And I'm like, I think so. Like, yeah. Last, last time I checked, it was. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, if you get a message from me, it, it is me. I promise. Yeah. I do not have a assistant or anything like that. Me neither. Me neither. I have a cat and a juve. That's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, man. That's hysterical. All right. Would you like to read the next question? Yes. So, Emily said, what is your favorite Harry Potter book? And then she said, you are my absolute favorite podcast. Thank you for all you do. Thank you, Emily. So uh, reminding me of like the Harry Potter days where you would, uh, the release parties and you would like line up at midnight to go get the book. Oh, so good. Definitely the last one, because I mean, it was just like the culmination of 
all the questions and like all the excitement. And honestly, I think it was because I was really, really, I won't give anything away, obviously, but I was really, really invested in what was going to happen with Snape, who is my favorite character. So that's what I was looking forward to the most. So yeah, the last one. How about you, Jen? This is really, really funny. Yeah, I've read all of them, but I didn't read all of them until later. I just read the first ones because I was busy as a school teacher when they first came out. In 1997, when the first one came out, I had already been teaching for seven years. So, And I was, I think, pregnant with my first son <laughs> when it came out. And so I was busy being a mom, and my children were not reading Harry Potter. My students were. So I had to keep up for that reason. So for me, the first Harry Potter book was my favorite because I read it. And then I was immersed in the world of toddler books for a long, long time. That's so funny. I was in a different life stage. You know, if you want to ask me what was my favorite book from, you know, the 1970s, I could really go there with <laughs> with that one. It's so fun. Now I'm getting hit with memories. It's funny because I remember, so I was raised in like, you know, Christian Bible Belt South. And you know how like when Harry Potter first came out, it had all that backlash. Well, I was teaching right outside of Atlanta at the time. I was teaching in Henry County, Georgia. And I actually remember I was reading it aloud to my third grade class. I had to stop because two of the parents got together and told the principal that I was teaching about witchcraft (laughs) and I was not allowed to read that book to my class. So it first came out and I remember my mom like bought me a copy and she brought it and she was like, I think you'll really like this book. I don't think she'd ever like bought me a book before, but I remember like the day I remember I was in the kitchen and she was like, here's a book I think you might like. So she gave it to me, started reading it. And then like the whole, it became like that whole controversial thing. And so she actually took it away from me. <laughs> like, how old were you at that time? I'm, I was in, I was in elementary school. Yeah. So, so, so then like a few weeks later, she was like, actually, maybe we shouldn't read this book after all. But I hadn't like really read much of it. So I didn't really care. <laughs> I just remember that. I was like, okay. Uh, but then I ended up reading them again and love them, love them, love them. All right, so the next one comes from David, and his subject is episode 100, Coffee Enema. (laughs) And David says, greeting ladies, with detox a common topic and coffee an IF favorite, I was wondering if either of you has tried, okay, not coffee enema, he says, upside down coffee enemas (laughs) 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 for liver and colon detox. Okay. He says, I have several health nut friends who have, including the one who told me about IF and this podcast. Could you add some info to the Stuff We Like page for tips on where to search for papers and studies? I've heard you mention it, but forget which podcast it was on and where to go by the time I'm no longer driving. Thanks, David. I could add something to the Stuff We Like page. For actual papers and studies, I like searching through Google Scholar to find papers and then to get the full paper because it's usually not accessible. I know Jen has her way in, (laughs) but married to a scientist with access to everything. I do not. So I actually can get some access through my USC alumni libraries. So if you are a college student or a graduate, that's a possibility. And then also if you are a college student or an alumni and have an email that ends in .edu, and I'll put this on the Stuff We Like page. This is a good idea. You can sign up for ResearchGate, and they actually have access to full papers for a lot of papers. 
So that's a wonderful resource. But so for the upside down copy enema, I actually have on my to-do list hardcore not to do an upside down coffee enema. I mean, that's that's a lot. I'm going to someday, but just coffee enema in general. I actually haven't done a coffee enema. And man, people swear by them. Swear, swear. They do swear by like, them. Swear. People swear by them like they swear by the juve. Like, <laughs> no, I have not. I won't take a cold shower. So you probably can bet I haven't done oh, a coffee enema. And I don't like being upside down for any reason. So there's also that. I get really dizzy. That's why I don't like yoga. Too much upside down. I got like motion sick doing yoga. So yeah, I'm not going to be upside down for any reason. Yeah, I've heard upside down is being upside down in general is really wonderful for your body, but it sort of freaks me out. So I think I would do like I stress about all the blood rushing to your head and everything. I think I would probably do more harm than good just because I'd be so stressed about the concept. Well, I just don't like the way it feels. But the coffee enema, a lot of people think that that's for like People think it's more for like colon cleansing, but really it's benefit from the research I've done and from what everybody says is it's it's fantastic for the liver is what people really love it for, which he says, you know, for liver and colon detox. So I need to do that. All right. Well, keep us posted. I do love colonics, I will say. So I don't think I'd have trouble doing it, but I don't know. I haven't done that either. And I'm sure no one is surprised. (laughs) I know by either of those answers. No. All right. Now, the next set of questions is from Nita. And this is kind of like a lightning round, I think. All right. Yes. So I'm going to read a question and then you answer, then I'll answer. And we'll go to the next one. Okay, cool. So she says, hello, sweet ladies. The following questions are for both of you. And thank you, Nita. I can tell you are also a sweet lady. All right. What's the highest heel you've ever worn in inches? I'm actually not sure. Probably ridiculously high. The highest one in my closet I just measured is six inches. Oh my lord, no. I have no idea. I don't do well with really high heels. So probably four, but I I didn't like it and I then didn't wear them anymore. (laughs) It's funny. I have, I mean, all of my heels in my closet are around five inches though. How tall are you? Five, four. Oh, see, you're shorter than me. I'm 5'5". Five five. I like wedges. I can wear wedges. But the older I get, the more I need my shoes to just be comfortable. And I just don't feel great in big high heels. Unless they're a wedge, then I can do it. It's so funny. I feel super comfortable if I'm in like flats or really high heels. Anything in between, I don't feel so comfortable in. Nope. All right. The next question. We're not doing very well with the lightning round concept. <laughs> All right. Bikini or one piece? Uh, bikini my answer is bikini or a one piece with like cutouts or retro one piece. I wear one pieces, but I don't like to show my belly. You know, I've had two babies and I lost 80 pounds. So my belly has got a little wobbliness to it. So I'm not going to bear my belly. So I'll wear a two piece, but it's not a bikini. And it'll either be like super high waisted. That's fine. Or it'll be like a little flirty bottom with a little roughly skirt, not like a long skirt, but a little roughly one that are kind of short and like a tankini top kind of a thing. All right. Favorite nail polish color? For my nails, I like sparkly light pink. For my toenails, I like sparkly white or like sparkly silver. All right. For me, for my fingernails, only clear. Oh, true. I can have French as well. Oh, I could do French, but I don't really like to have my fingernails done. And so I don't really even paint them. For my toenails, 
I did French toenails for a long, long time. Like all the time I would go get my nails, my toenails done French. But right now I'm doing a, it's kind of a pewtery color, a little bit of a gold tint to it. I like the metallic kind of look. It's not sparkly. It doesn't have glitter in it, but it's not quite silver because that made my toes look like talons, which was not a good look, but kind of a a pewtery gold. That reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite. What about it? I haven't seen that. There's a line about something about like, do they have large talons? Well, when my toenails were silver, I thought I would like that because I wear a lot of silver jewelry, but I was like, no, that is not just somehow was off on my toes. Maybe other people's skin tone can pull it off. I could not. It didn't go with me. All right. Next. What do you wear more? Sweatpants slash workout clothes or jeans? Sweatpants. See, I only wear workout clothes if I'm going to Pilates and then coming home and then I take a shower and put on my jeans. And in the summer, I wear shorts or I might throw on a dress, but I don't spend my day walking around in my workout clothes. I take them right off. I basically wear shorts like year round, even in the winter, because I like being cold. People are like bundled up and they're like, aren't you freezing? I'm like, yeah, that's why I like it. (laughs) All right, next. How long does it take to get ready for your day with your makeup and your hair? Usually I wear no makeup, so like no time at all. If I'm getting ready to go out or something, an hour. I'm really speedy. The longest part of my routine is actually in the shower. Being in the shower is the longest. But once I get out, once I'm clothed to dry my hair and put on my makeup, this is really funny. I've been using the juve, like aiming it towards my neck while I'm doing that, while I'm doing my hair and makeup. And I'm completely done with my hair and makeup before the juve cuts off. And it's 10 minutes. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's really funny. I'm so fast. I'm very speedy. My hair is is really quick to do. All right. Big party with friends and strangers or intimate gathering of close friends? A blend. An intimate gathering where for one part of the night, maybe we go out to a big party, but it's like our group. So it's like a blend of it or just a straight up intimate gathering. I'm fine. And with people I haven't met before, like, you know, um, on the delay, don't deny cruise, you know, these are people that I haven't met face to face necessarily Then I meet them and feel like we're all big friends and I'm great in a crowd and I love meeting people like that. But if I were to just be alone with no connection to anybody, that's hard for me. I don't like that. I mean, of course, on the delay, don't deny cruise, we may meet, we may never have seen each other in face to face person, but they're not really strangers. I like a large gathering of close friends. How's that? That's what I pick. Yeah. A large yeah. gathering of close friends. I like that. Or I like like me and one other person going to right. a large gathering. So it's like it's like me and one person I'm really close to going to a big party, or it's like a larger party of yeah, of close friends. Oh, I do like that then. Okay, looking at the wording, big party with friends and strangers. Okay, I do like that a lot. But there has to be friends there too. So I like both of those. I just like being with people. And then I like being alone. (laughs) Yeah, me too. One or the other. (laughs) All right. Would you rather suffer a terrible stomach ache or a severe headache? Headache. I'm going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse to pick one. I don't want either. I can't. I don't like either. Oh, sad story. I ate prosciutto the other day and it made my stomach hurt again. I really cannot eat bacon and prosciutto. I saw that. It was sad. Yeah, I don't like stomach aches or headaches. I, I don't want to ache. You have to you have to answer because then we're going to both opt out of the next question if you don't answer this one. Okay. I guess I'd rather have a headache. I don't know. All right, the next one. Would you rather be gorgeous and below average intelligence or homely with above average intelligence? 
Luckily, you both have looks as well as intelligence. Well, see, I don't buy into the whole idea of homely. So I will pick homely with above average intelligence because I believe that no one is homely. It's all what you radiate out into the world. If you're cheerful and happy, you cannot be homely. It's impossible. That's what I think. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's like beauty is from within. And so you can be beautiful with any intelligence. This question really made me think though, because it's like if you picked to be gorgeous with below average intelligence, people would respond and say, oh, that's being egotistical because you're choosing looks over intelligence and that's not okay. But if you choose homely with above average intelligence, I find it strange that it's okay to choose above average intelligence and that is not seen as egotistical. Does that make sense? I think I get what you're saying. I feel like you'll be judged for choosing one rather than the other when it's kind of this existential question of... I think that is a very existential question. But I really do believe that beauty is more of what you radiate into the world. It's your vibration that you send out more so than physical looks. And so like you could use the same idea and apply it to intelligence and you could say, well, then what is intelligence? You know, like maybe somebody could be a below average intelligence, but does that mean that their mind is resonating on a lower level? Maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know. It's a really deep question. Well, I have an uncle with fragile X syndrome and so his IQ is very low. And so I've spent a lot of time with him in my life from childhood. And, you know, there's a lot of struggles with it. It's hard to live his life. I know certain disabilities that people are very, very cheerful and happy and sunny and live a fabulous life. So I just think, you know, as long as you're happy and living a good life, that's that's what's the most important. Well, the other thing I was thinking too was with your physical looks, I feel like a healthy diet and lifestyle can benefit your physical looks in a way, like can really enhance that. But beyond a certain point, it's like if you want to make changes to quote, feel happier, I think you'd have to like physically do something, you know, get some sort of intervention, which studies do show that people who get plastic surgery or something on something that really bothers them, they will genuinely feel happier afterwards, oftentimes, which I think is very interesting. Um, My point is, Intelligence, on the other hand, we now know can be, quote, increased by through like learning techniques and things like that. So in a way, it's like if you were gorgeous with below average intelligence, maybe you could naturally upregulate your intelligence. Uh, now, I'm going to say as a someone with a doctorate in gift, I'm sorry to interrupt you. That was rude. <laughs> My doctorate's in gifted education. You can't boost it that much. I don't know. I've been reading a lot of recent research about that. From Once you're an adult. I don't know how an adult would boost their intelligence enough to make a measurable difference. And I'd like to see it. That'd be interesting. I mean, I know that's that's one of the things that Dave Asprey actually talks about a ton is how he literally boosted his IQ a certain amount. Well, you could certainly learn how to take the tests better. All that we can do is measure based on tests. I could really talk for hours about (laughs) the tests that we use to measure IQ and how you could take seven different tests and get seven widely different results. It's because, you know, I mean, these are measures made by people. And so I don't think IQ testing is specifically valid necessarily. They're not all very accurate from test to test. You really do get a wide range depending on which one you take. It's interesting. We can make the whole episode about this question. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on from this one to the next one. Name one small thing that makes you happy. Certain color combinations. Like sometimes when there are certain colors next to each other, I just stare at them and I'm just like, wow, that is so beautiful. So that and then anything that is reminiscent of Lord of the Rings. Okay. My mom gave me this random stocking stuffer from Christmas and it combined those two things. So it it was like this Lego set of like elves. I don't know. It's like some weird elfish kid toy. But the box of it was just like these pictures of elves in really pretty colors. And I literally just stared at it for like 10 minutes and was like, this is the most amazing thing. I'm just going to stare at it every day. For me, I would say a purring cat on my lap. All right. One tangible item you would never part with. I have this random super warm fur vest that my dad got me when we used to go to Aspen in Colorado. And it's absolutely the most warm, wonderful thing ever. He gave it to me. It means so much to me. And it's perfect because I can bring it when I'm wearing cocktail dresses and it keeps me warm, but it's not huge. I just love it. I would never part with it. I'm having a really hard time with this one because I'm at the stage of life where I'm ready to get rid of things. So other than like my wedding ring, which I would never part with, I really can't think of anything else. Exactly. I guess there's one pair of earrings that my husband gave me when we were dating. So those are the two things. (laughs) That's it. No, that's what I was thinking because I was like, I want to get rid of everything, but I would not get rid of this. Hi, friends. We've got a new supporter that I've been dying to bring on the podcast so I could share it with you and, of course, give you a discount. As we often discuss on the podcast, our health is not necessarily written in stone in our genes. It's actually fundamentally affected by our environment and our circumstances. And a huge influence on our bodies is air quality. So I'm sort of a pure air fanatic, and I'm super obsessed with Molecule. They've actually created a brand new PICO technology that stands for photoelectrochemical oxidation, and that replaces the 50-year-old science of HEPA filters. This technology doesn't just trap air pollutants, it actually destroys them at a molecular level. We're talking everything from allergens to mold to bacteria to viruses and airborne chemicals including pollutants that are 1,000 times smaller than a HEPA filter can trap. And in a study of 49 allergy sufferers, Molecule's technology provided dramatic, statistically significant, sustained symptom reduction within a week of use. One customer even said, and I quote, that she was able to breathe through her nose for the first time in 15 years. So, Molecule's technology has been personally effective and verified by science, But most importantly, it's tested by real people. Molecule has already helped allergy and asthma sufferers around the country better cope with their conditions and significantly reduce their symptoms. I am such a fan. And of course, we've got a special offer for you. For listeners of our podcast, you can get $75 off your first order. Just visit Molecule.com, that's M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com, and enter Podcast at checkout. And I'll put all this information in the show notes. So bring on the fresh air. Next question comes from Amy. Subject 100th episode. She says, hi, Jen and Melanie. I love the podcast and I've learned so much. So now that we can ask anything, I would love to know what other books you would recommend that you have enjoyed or have changed your life in some way that might not be applicable to fasting. And so you may not get around to mentioning. Again, thank you for the information an effort you put into making your podcast so helpful and encouraging. Thank you, Amy in Florida. All right, you go first with this one, Melanie. No, you go first. 
I can't think of one because I forgot to think of one. And now I, I literally can't think of one. All the books I can think of right now are about fasting. My favorite nonfiction book growing up, well, anything by Scott O'Dell, that was my favorite growing up. Island of the Blue Dolphins was my favorite. Secret Garden, because my mom used to read it to me when I was really little. More recently, before it was a movie, because then I feel like it lost its credibility. Perks of Being a Wallflower was like life-changing for me. And there's this book called If No One Speaks of Remarkable Things, which was really, really beautiful and I love. And then any short story by Edgar Allan Poe. Also, A Good Man is Hard to Find by Flannery O'Connor. So the number one book that has um, impacted my life more than any, I write about it in one of my blog posts. And um, my blog post is on jenstevens.com and it's called The Power of Mindset. And so the book that changed my life is called Mindset by Carol Dweck. And it actually changed my life as a teacher before it changed my life as a person. But I actually heard her speak at the National Gifted Conference in, I'm not sure what year it was, is somewhere in like 2009, 2011, somewhere in there, 2012, I can't remember. But I heard her speak and then I got her book. She was a psychologist and she did research on the power of mindset. And she's the person who did the research. If you've heard of growth mindset, fixed mindset, that came from Carol Dweck. And so it taught me the way we speak to our kids is so important. The the self-talk we have inside of our own heads is so important. You know, if you have a fixed mindset, you believe that you have certain abilities versus if you have a growth mindset, you believe that you can grow and change. And obviously having a growth mindset is going to be more helpful in your life. So Mindset by Carol Dweck, I highly recommend it just because it, it's really um, an important look at the psychology of, of what you believe about yourself. All right. Are we ready to go on to the next one? This yes. is from Katie. And she says, hi, Jen and Melanie. I have an ask us anything question for each of you. Jen, you mentioned you had more muscle after you lost weight from intermittent fasting compared to when you were obese. Do you think it's possible you gained all the muscle from carrying around the extra 80 pounds? Or do you really think intermittent fasting produced the extra muscle? The reason I ask is because my gym's body composition scale says that I've lost several pounds of muscle since starting IF, but of course that could be total BS. That was what Katie said, not me. I mean, of course it's possible. That is completely possible, Katie. Maybe I had all this muscle under there and losing all the weight just uncovered it. You know, I don't know because I didn't have body composition done at the time. I do know that a lot of the scales that you find in gyms and things like that are not all that accurate. So keep those with a grain of, of salt. There are ways that you can really measure your body composition that are a lot more accurate. They involve things like, I think, being underwater or being in a bod pod or something. So just, you know, anything that you're just stepping on or holding in your hands is going to be off. The bioimpedance scales are not very accurate from everything that I've read. And I've done a good bit of reading about those scales. So, you know, it's an excellent question, but I can't answer it because I honestly don't know. But I do know once I lost all the weight, I, my muscle was fabulous. I clearly didn't waste away. <laughs> okay, Melanie's question. How much weight did you lose during your weight loss journey with IF? Jen is very transparent about her 80-pound loss, but I'm wondering if you're more like me who only had 10 to 15 pounds to lose. I think your story about losing that little bit of weight would be just as valuable to hear about as the more extreme versions. 
I just re-listened to episode 74, but you still don't mention any numbers or many specifics. Thanks and can't wait for episode 100. Here it is. All right. So Melanie, tell us about yourself. Yeah. So I really steer away from these type of questions because I really don't like to focus on pounds and numbers at all. I like to not engage in that dialogue. There's a lot there with judgment of people and what they weigh and things like that. So I sort of keep it, I try to just not engage in it as much. But people look at me and because I am so thin now, people look at me and assume that I could never have been overweight, if that makes sense. People are like, you just must have always been thin because I just look like I'm the type of person that was always thin. I mean, I've lost more than 40 pounds or so in total. Yeah, that's a substantial amount. Yep. I think because I was never obese, it's like people assume that it would still be like a small amount of weight that I lost since I was never obese, but I did lose a lot. I think you can lose a lot of internal fat from like places you don't even- Visceral fat. You like don't even realize in a way, so. All right, next question comes from Reagan. She says, hi, Melanie and Jen. So I was super stoked that you were doing an Ask Me Anything question for episode 100. My brain randomly wanders things about the pod people behind the episodes. Okay, ready? So she has quite a few. Jen, what was the name of your doctoral dissertation? All right, it is Comparison of the Performance of Gifted Students Identified Through Either the Psychometric Approach or the Multiple Criteria Approach. And I wrote it in 2009. Basically, I compared gifted kids who are identified in two different ways and how they performed. I feel like dissertations always sound so intense, but I mean, that is because they are intense. It is intense. It is totally an intense process. She also says, why did you drop out of Mensa? Was everyone just so snooty? (laughs) And she says, also, how do you spell snooty? You should know you're in Mensa. S-N-O-O-T-Y is how you spell snooty. And um, (laughs) I dropped out of Mensa just because, no offense, Mensa people, there was one, you know, there's a newsletter that you're like a magazine that you get, the Mensa Bulletin, I think it's called. Yeah, it's epic. And I don't like it. I love it. It annoyed me. I love yes, it. Yes, it was snooty. <laughs> there was one where I was like reading the articles and somebody was like, we just should stop having money and everyone just does whatever they want to do and they do it because they love it. I'm like, you know what I would love to do? I'd love to lay on the beach. So I'm doing nothing in that society friend. So I was like, all right, I just can't. I can't read this anymore. <laughs> There's like a whole giant thing about about us all living our life with no money. And I guarantee I would not be doing a lot. <laughs> they published two of my things in it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy for that. But I just, you know, I'm a very down to earth person. And it was just a little bit too esoteric for me. Like, I also didn't like philosophy in college. I'm more like, all right, let's talk practical stuff, (laughs) which probably doesn't surprise anybody. It was just, you know, not the type of thing that I like to really focus on. It wasn't my cup of tea. And the only reason I joined Mensa to start with was because I was going to be working with gifted kids. You know, I'd gotten my, where I was working on my doctorate in gifted education, and I was going to be also teaching gifted endorsement classes to adults. And I was going to be, you know, starting a new position with gifted kids. And so I was like, you know, having the the credential of being in Mensa would be a good thing to have. And so I joined, I got the certificate, I hung it on my classroom wall, and I was probably a member for a year or two. 
Good times. Yeah, good times. Sorry, mental organization. I know y'all are awesome, but. <laughs> Her next question, she says, Melanie, do you have a day job or are you working on an acting project right now <laughs> or maybe starring in a red light commercial? Ha ha. And then we also had a few more questions about that same thing. So I was just going to read them all really quickly and I'm just going to answer it all. Okay. Katie says, this question is for Melanie. An inspiring actress wants to know if you would be willing to talk about how you got started in your acting career. Donna says, hi, girls. Love, love, love the podcast. My question for the 100th podcast is about Melanie's career. She says, I've been on Jen's Facebook groups for over a year, so we hear a lot about her family and teaching career and always enjoy those stories. Jen is pretty much an open book. However, I've noticed that Melanie doesn't talk about her work. So this question is for Melanie. We know that you're an actress and living in LA and you talk about coming home from work and turning on your juve. So I assume you're currently working on a project. Please tell us a bit about your current situation and what kind of roles you enjoy. What's it like working in Hollywood? Has it been easy for you to find continual work? Is this something you feel you can do for a long time to come? And lastly, do you currently have a guy in your life? (laughs) Nikki says, we hear about Jen's personal life, but not Melanie's. Melanie, we know you've acted before, but what else? Are you navigating the California dating scene? (laughs) Love the podcast, Nikki. So lots of questions about my acting and personal life and dating. I'm a really obviously private person about my personal life and everything. And to sum everything up, my dream and my passion in life since I was born basically has been acting. That's what makes me feel alive, like being on set, being in that situation, creating projects. Um, I went to film school at USC and was a double major in film and theater, did lots of community theater growing up. And then since then in LA, done lots of short films, some small TV bit projects. And I do have like a, my first big feature coming up right now with the podcast and everything. I, I really am moving towards wanting to really create my own content. So I would love to have like even like a talk show or something that kind of blends together everything that I love. So it would be, you know, all of this type of content, but putting that in like a film television type avenue. And the good thing about our modern world is you can, you know, create so much content and really, you know, there's just so much potential for blending everything. And it's a very hybrid society. So basically, yeah, working on all of it all the time, have some exciting things coming up, really exciting. As for the dating, I'll just keep that private. I've had a lot of really interesting experiences and I have no comment. No comment on the dating? Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, Nessie, I'm dying to know. <laughs> I have no comment. You'll have to tell me later. No comment. Have to tell me <laughs> Jen and Melanie, have you met in person? If not, do you have plans to have a sleepover at Melanie's apartment for Jen to try out the goat mattress? Jen, I, I dreamed <laughs> the other night before reading this question. I dreamed the other night that we randomly became roommates in like, some random town in like Florida. Well, I would move to Florida. So <laughs> it was really, Florida. really random. That's funny. You know, sometimes you dream about somewhere and it's weird because it's like a place you've never seen before. And you're like, how did you come up with that? Or like if there's ever a person in your dream that you've never seen before, I'm always like, how is that came up with something new? So I like where we lived was like a new place, but we have not met in person. No, we have not. And I know that surprises people. We don't currently have sleepover plans because we're, we haven't been <laughs> in the same area. We're on opposite coasts right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll let you try out my goat mattress sometime. Although All if right. I move back to Atlanta, I've realized I did have an epiphany. I would like sell everything. I was like, what would I rebuy? I would sell my vibration machine and rebuy it. And I would sell my goat mattress and rebuy it. Awesome. And my juice I would bring. Yeah. 
She says, thank you for all the time and effort you put into this podcast. IF is the life-changing magic of tidying up my health. (laughs) Love it. Quick plug. If you have that audiobook, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, the narrator for it is actually the narrator of What When Wine on Audible. Oh, that's fun. And she says, you ladies rock my world. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Oh, okay. Then then she says, P.S. Okay, Reagan, this made my life. She says, P.S. Melanie. Oh, my goodness. She says, did you know there are glitter highlights in there are glitter highlighters in the world. If you don't have these in your life, you need them like yesterday. Amazon baby. Reagan, I do know there are glitter highlighters. I got them on Amazon. I'm going to change my answer to the earlier one about something a small thing that makes you happy. These glitter highlighters, I will, guys, get these glitter highlighters. <laughs> they are so amazing. I use them every day. They make me so happy. Does glitter like fall off of them? No. They're like the perfect highlighter like they're the highlighter from god you know like plato's ideal form speaking of philosophy and it's like what is a chair it's like what is the concept of a chair and like what's the ideal chair and you don't even know because there's not like an ideal chair well guess what there is an ideal form of highlighter and it is this glitter highlighter that is what i say to all the people who want to engage in a platonic dialogue about highlighters but hilarious awesome all right we're moving on to a question from dave Dave says, hi, girls. Random question for Jen. You've said that your husband now does IF for the health benefits. Are your boys doing it as well? How about any of your other family members? I can't imagine anyone that's personally witnessed your transformation not wanting to do it as well. Congratulations on 100 episodes, and thanks for the inspiration and support. Down almost 20 pounds in just under two months. For the first time in my life, I actually feel in control of my relationship with food Thanks again, and keep up the great work. Sincerely, Dave. Thank you, Dave. And you are doing great. Congratulations. 20 pounds in just under two months is awesome. So, yes, my husband does IF for the health benefits. And, you know, one of my sons claims to do it, and the other just kind of does it accidentally, although he did do it purposefully once. The son that's 20, that he's about to be 21 very, very soon, and finishing up at Georgia Tech. Can I just say I really love your son working with him? Not that I'm working with him. Oh, he's in wonderful. I might be working with him. He's wonderful. He is wonderful. He's just so young. He skipped a grade. That's why he's only 20 and a senior in college still. We're like the same person. Yeah. I also skipped a grade. Look at us for the skip a grade. (laughs) And my other son skipped a grade. We all skipped a grade. I feel like Oprah, you skip a grade. You skip a (laughs) grade. Yeah, I skipped a grade. I graduated high school at 16. And yeah, Cal is 20, about to be 21, graduating from college. But last summer, he was interning at Apple. And his first day at Apple, he sent me a photo and he said, breakfast of champions. And he was drinking black coffee and having a San Pellegrino. And I said, wait, are you fasting? And he said, yeah, I do it. (laughs) Nobody needs breakfast. So he is an intermittent faster. You know, he went to college and put on a little bit of weight freshman year, but he slimmed back down. He wears a size small shirt. He's really lean. My other son went off to college, and he's actually back home now, but he was gone for a year and a quarter at college. But after his first quarter, or actually, I guess, yeah, his first quarter of college, he came back, and I have a scale down. We have a a pool house in the backyard. He got on the scale in the pool house. It's like one of those mechanical scales, and he realized he had gained a good deal of weight. And he just quietly did intermittent fasting over the entire break and lost it all. And he didn't even tell me. He just did it. But he doesn't claim to be doing it now. But 
I think he does. Like he wakes up in the morning and just drinks black coffee. You know, we're all it's it's like amazing at the Stevens house. We're all drinking black coffee. Can I just say I'm so jealous because I'm still like the black sheep in my family and like my whole family. I think it would make their day if I stopped intermittent fasting. And I'm like, guys, do you not realize that I'm like, do you realize I who I am? Like, do you know what have you have you listened to my podcast? Have you read my book? No, but here's here's something to know. Neither my mother nor my father will do it. <laughs> and I, my dad would benefit. He has type 2 diabetes. I would love for my dad to do it. Nothing would make me happier. And my mother was here complaining about how she can't lose any weight. And I'm like, you know, you could try intermittent fasting. And she said she couldn't because she has to eat frequently throughout the day. And so bless them. They do not have to do intermittent fasting. I'm, I would love it, though. I would love for my dad to do it for the health benefits more than anything else. I would love for him to reverse his type 2 diabetes. That would be thrilling. I love my parents. And so fingers crossed one day they will do it. You know, one of my brothers does it officially. My sister's on and off. Um, I hope she's on more than she's off now. She's going on the Delay Don't Deny cruise. So, yeah, we haven't really rubbed off on our families completely, have we? Not at all. But you know what's funny? I rubbed off on my husband and my children, but no one really above me in my family. <laughs> you know, like the people above me don't get it. It's the lateral and below me tree branches of the family tree that pay attention. La- the lateral branches were listening and the, the ones that like branched off on me. So my lateral branches think I'm crazy and want me to stop. And then my vertical branches, they actually kind of just don't care. So my grandparents actually yeah. are like, yeah, that's the way people used to eat. I'm like, thank you. Right. They get it. Thank you for oh, but getting listen, it. I do have a great story about my dad. Maybe he's paying attention. Maybe he's starting. To, I don't know. It's, you know. it's been a while, but he works at a church. And I love this story so much. It made me so happy. It was like one of the best stories ever. Somebody that's in one of my Facebook groups, I don't know her personally, but she goes to the church that my parents go to where my, my dad works. And she didn't realize he was my dad until church this past Sunday. He went up to her and said, you've been losing weight. Are you reading my daughter's book? That's so And she's funny. like, what? What? That's your daughter? She didn't realize it. So that made me really happy. So even though he's not doing intermittent fasting, to my knowledge, I know he has proud. And because I think a lot of people at their church are doing it. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to get my parents to maybe read my book, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Someday. I do know they read my book. I know they read mine, and my mother liked it. She was proud of it. So anyway, I would love for, for them to do intermittent fasting as well. But, you know, not everybody feels the pull to do it. So maybe one day. All right. Then we have one more question. This comes from – okay, I love her name, Jennifer Eyre. I wish my last name was Eyre. Oh, wait. I'm changing my, my earlier answer, Jane Eyre. Oh, that for book. Her books. Yeah, I liked that book. Nonfiction, romance, like historical, Jane Eyre was always my favorite. The first class that I had to pick as a freshman in college, like, you know, when you have to first sign up for your classes and it's really overwhelming and you're like, oh, what do I, which class do I pick? I don't know. Like, what's happening to my life? I just looked over the reading list and one of them had Jane Eyre on it and I was like, okay, that one. (laughs) Can I tell you a funny story about how old I am? When I was in college, and we only did this one time because then they got computers, okay? So you're not even going to believe this. When I went to college in fall of 1986, we signed up for classes in the gym with pieces of paper, and you had to go to the professor 
at his piece at his chair at his table and have him sign your card and then he wrote you on his roll. My mom said that, that it was the same for her. That's how we signed up for classes. We only did that one time. After that, they got computers. And then we had to go and someone would input it into the computer for us. You still were not like on your own. We never were on our own with computers, but you'd stand in a long line and then the, the person would type it in and see if the class was available. But yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, because I remember- It was so funny. I remember I was like so overwhelmed because I'm the oldest. So I was the first person signing up. And my mom was like, wow, this is, things have changed a lot since I signed up. She was like, we had to like go sign up on like a sheet of paper. I was like, oh, I was like, I have to sign up in this like time window for this certain amount of time. And I don't know what's happening. And this is really scary. Everybody always gets classes. Anyways, Jennifer Ayer, she says, Jen and Melanie, and I thought this was a, a good way to end the podcast. She says, thanks for sharing weekly during the podcast. I wanted to ask if one or both of you might be willing to share a word or phrase that describes your intention for this current season of life you are in. Or what is a dream you have for the direction in which you are heading personally or professionally? All the best, Jennifer Ayer. Yeah, I love that question. Yeah, I've got a phrase and my phrase is change the world. That is really what I want us to do together. Not Jen Stevens changed the world, but all of us together change the world. I say this a lot in my Facebook groups, which is why it popped into my head so quickly. I'll often hashtag changing the world. And also I'll hashtag share without fear. So that's another phrase I'll pull in there just because, you know, I was interviewed for a podcast the other day, someone else's podcast, and they were asking me, you know, questions about intermittent fasting. And I pulled together just research from the last 12 months, the research on fasting that we're seeing come out of places like Harvard and MIT and just, you know, there was a study out of Okinawa that just came out in, into January. They are learning so much about fasting and how it relates to longevity. You know, we come for the weight loss. Melanie did, I did, you know, most of you did. But really, we are just poised on the forefront of this health revolution of fasting and all the things that fasting does for our bodies. And these are not, you know, fly-by-night institutions. It's Harvard. It's MIT. It's, you know, these are, you know, Johns Hopkins. We can change the world and the health of the world by teaching people about, you know, the clean fast and intermittent fasting. And so that is really what I want to do. Change the world and share without fear. I love it. For me, so I I don't know, the season of my life has been really, really interesting as far as experiences I've had with in my health journey and things that I've experienced. And it's been a fascinating ride, to say the least. And currently now, what I'm really trying to focus on is gratitude, love, and peace and just beautiful things and the power of mindset. And I think that's so powerful and almost in a way, like the energy and the gratitude and the love, I think is one of the most important things in life. And that's what I really want to focus on is moving away from fear and moving away from negativity and just seeing everything through that lens. And as far as that ties in personally and professionally, I want to take everything that I've learned and grow stronger. And it's kind of similar to Jim as far as changing the world. I would love I would love to just, you know, create some wonderful, like I was talking about earlier, like, you know, some sort of show or something that really 
is ground changing and resonates with people where I can share what I learn and bring these changes, these health changes, the, you know, the power of intermittent fasting, the true power of gratitude and our minds and what we can do for our bodies and the world with certain mindsets and certain energies and having that all come together. And hopefully, like you said, Jen, you know, changing the world, leaving, make, hopefully leaving, making the world a better place than it was before. So exactly. Yeah. I'm really, really, really motivated for the future. And I feel so wonderful about where everything's going. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for everything. And I'm grateful for this podcast and our listeners and the community and intermittent fasting. Me too. All those things. All right. It was fun. I knew it would be fun. Happy 100th episode, Jen. 100. Who would have thought? Wow. I thought. We knew it. We knew we would. I know. I love it. So a few things for listeners before we go. I will put show notes for this episode at ifpodcast.com slash episode 100. I'll put links to those highlighters and um, anything else that we discussed or mentioned, as well as all the discounts and things that you can get for our supporters and our sponsors. And yeah, so definitely check that out. If you want to listen to our future episodes of our podcast, you can download the Himalaya app. We are Himalaya, a partnered show. With the Himalaya app, you can get instant access actually to our podcast 24 hours before anyone else. So definitely get that app. It's free. It's actually a wonderful platform for keeping all your podcasts in one place, making playlists. Love that app. I've, I also have a personal playlist on there called Intermittent Fasting Stuff We Like. That's all the random episodes from other podcasts that I like. So you can follow that. You can also, if you want to submit your own questions for the podcast, you can make them random like this, but typically they involve intermittent fasting. You can directly email questions at ifpodcast.com or you can submit them on our website, which was ifpodcast.com. You can follow us on Instagram. We are ifpodcast and you can follow us on Twitter. We are the ifpod. All right. Anything from you, Jen, before we go? No, I look forward to episode 101 next week. Me too. It's a palindrome. Yep. I do love palindromes. My grandfather actually wrote a, a book and it all it was was like, I think it's like every word that's a palindrome or like very cool numbers. I don't even know. It's crazy. All right. Well, I will talk to you next week. All right. Talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening to the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Please remember, the opinions we discussed on this show do not constitute medical advice. We're not doctors. Check out ifpodcast.com for more information on us. Theme music was composed by Leland Cox. See you next week.